Get ready for your daily dose of marketing strategies and tactics from entrepreneurs with the guile and experience to help you find success in any marketing capacity. You're listening to Marketing School with your instructors, Neil Patel and Eric Sue. Hey, Marketing School listeners, I have an interesting stat for you. Did you know that Walmart improved their conversion rate by 2%? for every second that they improve their load time. In other words, website speed helps with conversions. In addition to that, Google uses it to determine where your site ranks in their index. So the faster your website loads, the higher you'll rank. For that reason, I wanna talk to you today about a company called DreamHost. DreamHost powers the web with fast websites and superior customer service brought to you by a team of web experts who are super committed to your success online. We've worked with them to create a special offer just for Marketing School listeners. All you have to do is go to dreamhost.com slash marketing school to learn more and get your website online today. Welcome to another episode of Marketing School. I'm Eric Su. And I'm Neil Patel. And today we're going to talk about how you should approach SEO for a 10,000 plus page website. So first and foremost, I do recommend when you're thinking about approaching a site that has a significant amount of pages, using a tool like Google Search Console to spot errors that you have on your site, any crawl issues, any specific uh, penalties, manual actions, things like that. It's important to also look at your, your top pages as well to see how things are trending. That's good. You know, it's a free tool. And I do recommend combining that with a tool like uh, Screaming Frog SEO Spider. That's one of the, the best tools I know when it comes to evaluating an entire website. And it's going to crawl all your web pages and tell you kind of what's going on there. And then from there, you can decide what you need to do next. So first and foremost, I would recommend reading one of Neil's posts on Quicksprout uh, or on neilpatel.com on how to do an SEO audit um, the right way first. Make sure that you have your plumbing correct before you move to the next phase. But yeah, starting with Neil's stuff first in terms of reading his guides and also his advanced guides, that would be a good starting point. Neil, what are some other thoughts around this? So one, make sure your website is set up with the uh, right URL hierarchy from your root domain name, then to categories, and then to subsections. It will help increase your topical relevance, which is really important for large websites. Because if you have 10,000 plus pages, you're not going to be covering one topic, you're going to be going way more broad, right? It's, for example, it would be hard for me to create 10,000 pages just on social media marketing. There'd be too much overlap, right? So you want to combine those pages. And if you have a 10,000 word website, it means two things. One, you're either creating a ton of different content on a lot of various things under one main topic, EX marketing, could be advertising online, etc. And if that's the case, you need to use hierarchy with your subfolders and you need to use schema markup. That all helps with topical relevance. Two, when you have a lot of pages, sometimes you're gonna have content overlap. Always combine and merge pages. You'll tend to rank better. You don't wanna send conflicting signals to Google in which let's say you're trying to rank for the key term uh, SEO tools. You don't wanna have 10 pages on SEO tools because then Google's gonna be like, which page should I rank for that keyword? And the funny thing is when I look at big websites, a lot of them tried focusing on things like link building. Your biggest ROI bang is going to be on-page SEO. So by far, before anything else, focus on the on-page SEO. And when we're talking about sites that are getting hundreds of thousands or, or millions of visits, it's, it's exactly that. It almost becomes SEO at a certain point. It basically becomes conversion rate optimization at that level when you're getting so many visits. You know, so many small changes that you make can be 25, 30, 40 percent, 50 percent plus jumps. Um, or even higher than that, you know, often it's one thing that's really holding you back from opening the, the floodgates. So, you know, combining posts, definitely good. So you can call those combining, consolidation, whatever you want, and also upgrading posts too. Neil and I have talked about that in the past. 
And then also, if you have a lot of different pages, like for example, Neil's advanced, um, he's got a couple of different chapters. You know, it's helpful to have a resource page with, you know, as the main hub page that will link to all these different spokes. So this is known as the hub and spoke content strategy. You can Google that and then see how that works because when you have a bunch of chapters and they're all linking to these other pages at the same time and they're all internally linking to each other, they're all going to boost each other up. Think of it as an internal link wheel if you guys were um, into Black Hat SEO in the old days. And also deleting posts helps. You know, For us, we've deleted some posts and we've, we've gotten a small bump in traffic. But on a more extreme level, if you Google uh, Pat Flynn delete posts, you should be able to find his uh, podcast interview where one guy deleted, I think, a third of his content or so. And his traffic actually, I think it was his traffic actually tripled. So I haven't seen results to that extent. But if you have a lot of stuff that's irrelevant, that is no longer getting traffic, you should consider uh, eliminating altogether because you know you're wasting, especially with 10,000 pages on a site. You know, if, if like 2,500 are no longer relevant, first of all, you know you're not you're not delivering a good experience to people, um, and you know that that's just sitting there. And then you know Google has to go through that as well. One thing I would also add too is if you have some good performing posts and you use a tool like Ahrefs, what you can do with Ahrefs is that you can see your your top performing pages. Anything that's ranking from number five to number 30, this is, you know, your low hanging fruit. So for single grain right now, I think we rank for like, we'll, we'll go into like the top five sometimes for the keyword sales funnel. And then sometimes we'll drop out. So for that, I'm looking at that. I'm like, wow, okay, that keyword gets 6,000 visits a month. Um, someone from our team can just focus on building five, 10, 15 links or so to that post. And then you should see the rankings go up for that specific post because you're trying to send more signals that way, or we can just send more in- internal um, signals that way too. But that's something you know we're, we're testing more of. We're looking for the top performers, trying to build 5, 10, 15 links or so, and then uh, continue to measure the results. And one other thing I'll add before kicking it back to Neil, Neil kind of alluded to internal linking a little earlier. Internal linking is really important, especially when you have so many pages. You have so much equity that's kind of being spread around. And l- let's just look at like an e-commerce site, for example. A lot of your product pages, your SKUs, aren't going to have links going to them. So you do need to have at least some signals pointing to these pages so Google can can go through the site and find them, right? You know, I would say also having, if you're like an e-commerce site, having related links or people that bought this also bought this, uh, it does help, you know, add, you know, to your, your cart value overall and it does build more internal links automatically. So food for thought there. Neil? So as Eric mentioned with internal linking, most big sites do a really good job of it or else you won't rank well. Just look at the travel niche. If you go to most of the popular travel sites on the web, like the TripAdvisors, et cetera, scroll down on their homepage and most of their major pages, you'll notice that they cross-link all their major internal category pages. This helps ensure that Google is crawling all these pages and then ranking all the internal pages higher. So really do that. Don't forget about that. It sounds really simple, but a lot of big sites forget to do it. The other thing that you need to think about with big sites is, especially when you're doing SEO, People either focus on on on-page SEO or off-page SEO. Off-page being links, which is fine. And on-page being just cross-linking, duplicate title tags, using Google Search Console, a lot of the tips that Eric and I gave today. But there's one big problem that these big sites run into. So when you have a really big website, you're more likely to rank in Google for a lot of random terms. And if you start getting a ton of traffic, what you'll notice is it's a long tail, which is fine. But if you start getting like a million visitors or a few hundred thousand visitors a month, but a large portion of them are random terms and they're not brand related terms, you'll notice that your rankings will stay stagnant and you won't rank for too many things because then Google will just view you as a content site. So they're looking for people who have brand queries. What you need to do is do branding campaigns. I don't know what these branding campaigns may be. 
It can be on a lot of things, right? But like, it doesn't have to be TV advertising. It could be Instagram uh, branded campaigns, Facebook branded campaigns, etc. So, for example, on Instagram, I have people hold up signs that say "Who is Neil Patel?" That really helps with the brand. Now, with the branded campaigns, if you're not doing stuff that's long term, such as people are coming to your website and they're not finding it to being amazing, and you're just trying to dupe them, what happens is you can get a lot of short term brand queries. But the moment it dies down, so will your rankings. So you have to make sure you have long-term campaigns. And what I mean by this is, like, on Facebook, I'll do a lot of Facebook live stuff, and I'm starting to do way more videos, so that way people can resonate with me and I can do more brand building. I'm also doing a lot more stuff on YouTube these days than I was a year ago. So doing all these things will help increase my brand over time, which helps a lot with my own Google rankings. That's it for today's episode of Marketing School. Hope you found it helpful. We'll see you tomorrow. This session of Marketing School has come to a close. Be sure to subscribe for more daily marketing strategies and tactics to help you find the success you've always dreamed of. And don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best daily content possible. We'll see you in class tomorrow right here on Marketing School.